parents need to take back their power and their authority. Unfortunately, too many have delegated that authority to the schools and the schools have been more than happy to not only take it, but to usurp it and to expand it. Hey everybody, welcome back to the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking. It's Fearless with Mark and Amber. I'm your co-host, Amber Archer. This is a husband and wife show sharing behind the scenes of our filmmaking ministry, Fearless Features. We are creating movies from a biblical perspective on issues impacting our society and culture with a mission to educate, motivate, and inspire. Right now, we're working on a new documentary film called The Mind Polluters and sharing some of our sit-down interviews with those in the film because this information is too important not to share with everyone we know who loves their children and wants to protect their innocence and moral values. You can learn more about our ministry, about us, and our current movie by visiting fearlessfeatures.org. It's also a great place for you to make that one-time or monthly donation to help us share the truth as far and wide as possible. This is a listener-supported program, so you become a force multiplier for truth when you partner with us through our nonprofit Fearless Features. And joining me today on this bright and early morning is my husband, Mark Archer. It is bright. It is early. Our children are still asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Probably won't last long. Hello, summer break. <laughs> So today we're finishing our interview with Mary McAllister. And if you missed any of the previous three shows, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to those. Mary brings a unique perspective to our new documentary film, The Mind Polluters, as she is senior litigation counsel with Child and Parental Rights Campaign. And she has been an advocate for children's rights, particularly protection from the harms of early sexualization and sexual exploitation. She has nearly three decades of experience as an attorney, as well as a passion for protecting the innocence of children. So, and if you've listened to us for a while, you know that we like to do news and views before we get into our <laughs> conversations with others. Depressing news of the day. No, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, some of it's depressing. But today, I thought it was so interesting. I recently read an article and I... I mean, I started reading it and I thought, wow, this person just summed up the mind polluters for us. <laughs> you have a non-depressing article. I have a non-depressing. I mean, well, I guess it depends on, on where you stand. So I was on and I was, I was recently reading an article from Dennis Prager um, with Prager University. And it, the headline said the single best thing Americans can do to retake America. Oh, caught my attention. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, what's he going to say? Oh, ding, ding, ding. Okay, so going on, let me just read some of these excerpts here. The single best thing Americans can do to counter the left-wing attack on America against its freedoms, its schools, its families, its children, its governmental institutions, its sports, its news and entertainment media, its medical establishments, the CIA, the FBI, the State Department, and the military. Wait for it. Mm -hmm. Is to take their children out of America's schools. Oh. Mm, we've heard that before. Yes. He goes on to say, other than STEM, which is short for science, technology, engineering, and math, which our girls love in school, the vast majority of Americans' elementary schools, high schools, colleges, and universities teach your child or grandchild almost nothing important, prematurely sexualizing them, thereby robbing them of their innocence and harm them intellectually and morally. 
He goes on to say, in many elementary schools, your child is taught that gender is chosen and that there is no difference between boys and girls. In a growing number of schools, the teachers are told not to call their students boys and girls. They are taught about masturbation and many children from first grade on attend drag queen story hour, wherein an obvious man wearing women's clothing, garnished makeup and a wig entertains them. And I will leave the link to this article. I can't, I'm not going to spend time to go through the whole thing, but it's a really great article. And so like, I, I feel like every day more and more people are waking up and he talks about one of the reasons why these things are still happening in our culture and society is that people are just in denial. He says many parents do not want to know what their children are being taught and the consequent damage done to them. They don't really believe schools will ruin their children, let alone their child's relationship with them. Yeah. And that's the thing speaking from our own personal experience. Mm -hmm. When we started looking into this uh, and we hadn't decided yet to do this film the mind polluters we were in that same camp i was in disbelief just a, yeah there, there's a disbelief of it can't possibly be as bad as yeah. because and and it's understandable because we are all uh, very aware of the presence of clickbait and, you know, everybody who's got a radio show or a vlog or a podcast, it seems like they all have to have something sensational to talk about because they're just trying to drive numbers. And so right. we're, we're a very pessimistic culture now. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, that pessimism makes us passive. Mm -hmm. And we tend to uh, what we call the death scroll, right? Yeah. In social media, you just, <laughs> okay, right. And then you scroll past it. And okay, it doesn't pertain to me. Yeah, what am I going to do about it anyway? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just disengage and move on. Unfortunately, this stuff, uh, Unfortunately, it, it is happening. We're talking about our children mm -hmm. and their upbringing. And one thing we know for certain, we are accountable to the Lord for our children who he has blessed us with. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> I mean, would you rather be accountable and to... We're not accountable to man, and they're not. Certainly, they don't feel accountable to us, those who are teaching our children. I mean, they clearly yeah. continue to get away with it, if you will. Yeah, and and if what we've said before on this, it, it's hard. It's especially difficult for people because you don't want to believe that, that the teachers are evil, right? A lot right. of people look and, and they say, oh, no, I know my child's teachers. They wouldn't. They, they would never do that. And, you know, our school is good. Yeah. Okay. Um, I will acknowledge that there are varying degrees of this, but what you have to get past that you have to, you have to stop disbelieving that this can happen. Mm -hmm. You know, your te your child's teacher may be good. Your, your elementary or high school may be one of quote, one of the good ones, but uh, this is coming across the board and what we've seen, what, what got us interested in doing the mind polluters was we found one of those good teachers who spoke out against this as we would hope the teachers would. And guess what happened? 
They fired her. Well, and that's exactly what Mary McAllister today is going to talk about in her interview as she explains a situation. You know, she's she's legal counsel. Mm -hmm. She's explaining a situation of a teacher who was fired because of sending an email to the parents, letting them know that their child wanted to be a different gender. Mm hmm. The teacher was fired for that. The, yeah, let's call it what it really is. Alerting the child's parents to child abuse mm-hmm. being sanctioned and performed by the school system. Yep. Sexual harassment, child abuse, ruining this child mm-hmm. and hiding it from the parents. And more and more we see examples of, and when the parents fight back against this, they turn on the parents and they have gone so far as to trump up charges against the parents. And in, I think in the, in Mary's first in part one of Mary's interview, she was talking about this case that she's been working on where, uh, the, the state intervened, took the child away, took the child away. <laughs> I know. I, I, I just can't, I don't even you, know. You want to talk about living in, disbelief this is hard to even comprehend that the state could have the gall to or authority or authority they don't have the authority to do this yeah you are their parent yeah they can't just come in and take your child from you because you're standing for what's right but that's what they're doing now well and you have you had something else another article We'll, get, we'll have one more article and then we'll get to Mary's interview. But but it's interesting because we're part of a, a national coalition, the Protect Child Health Coalition. And so what everyone is seeing right now is how social emotional learning, critical race theory and comprehensive comprehensive sex ed. They're all being merged into one because they need they need to continue to hide these things to continue to. I hate to even use the word indoctrination, but that's exactly what it is. It is what it is. Um, so anyway, so what what was your article? So this is from the Epoch Times. Mm-hmm. It's uh, America's largest teachers union votes to help members fight back against anti-CRT rhetoric. Um, the National Education Association, NEA, and there are branches of this in every state. Yeah, every state. If your child goes to public school, more than likely... The vast majority of teachers in that school are union members. And they get their marching orders mm-hmm. from the NEA. Right. Now, here's the argument that comes. They'll, they'll say, well, no, I know our teachers, they don't do that. Really? Because the way that the unions work is uh, you pay in the dues. And if you want to work here and get along with everybody, you join the union and you pay in the union dues. Now. Your, your favorite teacher may not have voted for this, but they paid the money that's being used now, redirected to fight against you, the parent. Um, three million employees in the public education system that the NEA represents on June 30th kicked off its 100th representative assembly. Uh, and the union adopted a measure that would commit at least $127,600 to advance its pro- CRT agenda and CRT. When you hear CRT, you can say this is SEL. This is social emotional learning. This is graphic sexualization of my children because CRT is communism. Mm -hmm. It's anti-capitalist, anti-free market, anti-America, anti-morality. 
And the teachers union is all about it. Um, the NEA will share and publicize information about what CRT is and is not and dedicate a team of staffers to assist union members who want to learn more and fight back against anti CRT rhetoric. There it is. And this is, this is a quote from their documentation. They want to fight back against who? Against you. Mm-hmm. Your teacher's union is drawing up battle plans to fight you, the parents. Oh, and taxpayers. And taxpayers. They <laughs> do not. <laughs> listen. It's not just parents who need to pay attention. Yeah. Taxpayers who pay their taxes, just like these teachers pay their dues. <laughs> you know, and this is one of the interesting things that we've discussed many times over in when you're doing an investigative documentary film, is your intention to communicate a message and get people to to do a certain thing, take a certain viewpoint, or is your intention to present the quandary before you and let people mm-hmm. walk away wondering and discussing? And, you know, it really depends on the story. Yeah. Inwood Drive is a good example. Um it's obvious when people watch it where we stand on the issue, but there's a lot of things in that storyline that we don't, we didn't try to take a stand on one way or the other. We presented the story and let you leave thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And it's designed to inspire a lot of discussion. Now, one of the interesting things in the mind polluters is we have people on, I would say, inches away from the same point in in uh, the debate on whether or not to pull your kids from school altogether. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> so you've got people like Alex Newman who makes a great point about the only way to fix this is to pull your kids from public education completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can't be fixed. It's doing exactly what it was designed to do. And I think he and others in the film have made a sign sealed and delivered case that that is true, mm-hmm. that the public education system, what you're saying is the manifestation of what it was always intended to be. Right. It's not broken. It's doing exactly what it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. So from that standpoint, yes, you should just pull your kids out of public education altogether. Mm-hmm. But then you've got a good balance with somebody like Ken Ham, mm-hmm. who doesn't necessarily say don't, but he says, I'm not going to tell a parent what they should and shouldn't do with their child. That's between them and the Lord. Right. Because he, as he acknowledged, there are situations where it's just not possible. Mm-hmm. You know, when you've got a single parent, um, foster care, anything like that. I mean, there sometimes that's just not an altogether easy answer to come up with. So, Which is why we can't just abandon the schools completely. I mean, whether you have your kids in there or you don't, Mm -hmm. you should still be paying attention to who's running for school board and not just willy nilly voting for somebody on a ballot. I mean, having to research and showing up at these school board meetings, which which I am so excited to see so many people across America doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, to really see people engaged is phenomenal. I think our point with all this has been not to tell people this is this is the carte blanche answer for everyone. The the right. real answer is you as a parent need to get engaged and make that decision and stick to your guns. Yeah. 
So in some cases, it's going to mean, yes, we're pulling you out of this indoctrination system. In in other cases, some communities, it may be a matter of just overturning the school board and Mm -hmm. getting things back to where they should be. Um, Now, they're still teaching your child humanist worldview. Right. Right. But Rome wasn't built in a day. Right. You have to take this one piece at a time. But it's important to remember that especially those of us who are Christians, we have to acknowledge the fact that we have the answer to all of these problems. And it is called Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and the gospel. It's it's all right there. What's the solution to, uh, you know, critical race theory? It's the gospel. What's the solution to graphic sexualization of our children? It's the gospel. What's the the solution to you know, violence in the school. It's the gospel because we're dealing with heart issues because you're dealing with worldview and heart issues. And so Christians, especially you have got to engage. You got to stand up. Don't be afraid. And with that, let's hear from our fellow sister in Christ, Mary McAllister. So you have a, a unique perspective on these issues that a lot of people don't. What is your message to parents, grandparents, Man, what what do we need to be doing? I think one of the big things is we need parents need to take back their power and their authority. Unfortunately, too many have delegated that authority to the schools, and the schools have been more than happy to not only take it, but to usurp it and to expand it. And so parents need to to pull back on what the schools are doing. They need to take back their authority. They are the educators of their children. They are the decision makers for their children until their children are of age. And so they need to just retake that role. And that's an easier said than done thing because you are going to face CPS being called on you for being a bad parent. You're going to be ostracized, what have you. But that is what needs to happen as parents. And if enough parents, I mean, the thing is, if enough parents, they outnumber, we outnumber these educators and these elitists and all of that. So if enough parents, like we've seen that happen a little bit. I know there was a school board meeting in, I want to say Arizona, but there was a school board meeting in which the parents showed up and basically fired the whole school board. But I mean, they, they made, made it so uncomfortable for them that the school board walked out and quit and they were real like and and to make sure you have elected like school boards i know in virginia that's uh one of the things they're working on where we live in virginia is that the school board is appointed by the city council or the county board supervisors Mm -hmm. and there are a bunch of parents saying um no this needs to be changed this needs you need to have an elected school board because then they are accountable to the parents and the taxpayers who pay their pay for the schools. So making changes like that and, and going to school board meetings and making your voice be heard and say, this is not okay. This is not appropriate for children. You do not have the right to do this to my children. And, and you need to stop. And enough parents do that, eventually they're, they're going they're going to have to stop because they're eventually they're going to have no, no one to teach. And then, and then they can't usurp any authority because they don't have any children to teach. And of course, then teaching your children to be 
strong and courageous, to borrow from Joshua, um, that instill in them your, your values and your morals and your standards and say, these are the right ones. No matter what people might say outside the family or outside of church, these are the values. These are the values God set down when he created us. He created us. He knows what's best for us. These are his standards. These are the standards you may stand up for. These are the standards you must embrace. And do not let other people tell you something different. Even if they're a teacher or a policeman or, or, or some other person, we are your mom and dad. We know what's best for you. We and God are the ones who set the standards and you need to follow those standards and you need to be a strong person. If your friends are, are, are doing something wrong, don't do it. Don't follow those ideas. Tell them those ideas are not right. I can't follow those ideas and walk away. It'll be hard. You lose friends, but these are the standards. And so parents just need to to do that, to reassert their authority. And that's part of what we're doing at Child Parental Rights Campaign is stepping in for the parents and saying to the schools, no, you don't have the right to do this. And to give the parents back their right to object to something that's objectionable. It, it, it's part of the, the whole change in the worldview that we're seeing yeah. from the biblical Judeo-Christian worldview of the parent-centered family to society and willy-nilly, whatever feels good, do it type of thing. And it it's just requires that we go back to that and abandon all of these other institutions that are not fulfilling that. Eventually, they're gonna, they have no money, they have no support, they're, they're, they're gonna go away or change. So there've been, there've been several, um, there's one we're working, we're, we're working as part of a legal team in Massachusetts and it involved a teacher uh, and she was one of these. She was one of these teachers you'd want your children to have. I mean, very caring, very involved with children, on a personal level. She was the one they could come to and cry on her shoulder, and uh, was in, very involved. Would, would like work with them with crafts in the afternoon or something like that, and um, and was very good with at-risk kids. And so she um, had a child in her class who um, decided she wanted to be a boy, made the announcement via an email to the school, not to her par parents, did not know, made, did an email to the teachers, counselors, everything, and, to the school saying, this is, uh, I want to transition to a boy, I want to be called this name, and I want to use he, him, whatever pronouns. And of course, the people in the school, for the most part, were, Yay, hooray, you're so great, you're so courageous. Doing, and started doing that and did not tell her parents. Well, this, this one teacher who'd been working with this girl for most of the school year and, and knew she had some vulnerabilities and knew she had some issues, um, forwarded that email to her parents. Well, she was fired for violating the school policy against telling parents. 
So, uh, and this is just recent. I mean, this was like a month ago or something. And so, you know, she, she's working with an attorney in Massachusetts and we're working with the parents um, of the, of the, the girl and, and other, and there are several other parents. And this is a school district we had worked with before COVID that was doing a lot of indoctrination stuff. And then of course COVID hit and, and so sort of backed off. Uh, but there've been many instances of teachers being, being disciplined or fired because they have, uh, blown the whistle on the school policy or they have, um, refused to, use a child's preferred pronouns as opposed to their real pronouns. Uh, that's called misgendering them. Uh, so there've been that. Um, and there've been parents that, yeah, they, they, there are parents who speak up and then they're targeted. Um, they're either their, you know, their jobs are threatened um, or they, they lose their business or their business is, is severely threatened. Even they re even receive death threats or vandalism to their property. Um, and certainly, so, you know, certainly the whole social media thing and just lambasted in every social media thing. So there are, so there are costs to that. And of course, if you speak up at the school board meeting and that's public and it's recorded and, and then that gets out there and you're branded a transphobe, a bigot, whatever. And in some cases, CPS will get called. So that is another thing that then they will trump up charges for CPS to say you're abusing your child because you're not affirming them. And that will be used as a weapon to keep you from speaking up. And, and so the, that unfortunately can be the cost, but we're talking about children and their, and their future. Cause literally these, these treatments, well, all of this harms their, their mental and psychological well-being. I mean, so that they don't grow up to be, you know, mature, productive adults because they're, you know, they're mental and, and psychological. But then with the transgender issue, then there's also the medical, irreversible medical changes that are made. These, children, these, these kids will grow up and they'll never be able to have children. And they'll have, and, and they'll have a whole other host of medical issues, not to mention the fact that they have to stay on these cross-sex hormones for life. And it's very expensive. So all of those things, those are the things that have to be brought out. And so, yes, if you bring it out, you're gonna be branded. You might lose reputation your, your family might get targeted, all of those things. But it's a matter of weighing the cost and deciding, is this worth saving children's future for me to be inconvenienced or even hurt some? And of course, if you're a believer, God is gonna restore or, or provide in another way. So, um, but yeah, that, that's that's another area that we're really seeing is the different different retributions that are given. Mostly, mostly we see it to teachers because that'll be the more public thing. The teachers fired, uh, or um, some other lead administrator, or somebody will be just fired and and or um, charged or something like that. 
So, but yeah, for parents, it's going to be a more personal thing. Obviously, alienation from family members, alienation, well, alienation from your child, but a lot of times as your teenage child, there's alienation anyway. <laughs> it's just augmented, ex, ex, you know, just on steroids. So, um, but yeah, it's not, it's not for the faint of heart. It's not uh, for anybody who thinks their reputation, you know, you have to decide, do you care what men and, and the man thinks about you or do you care what God thinks about you and do you care about the health of your children? And you have to just weigh that. You know, as believers, especially, we do have a decision to make of whether we're going to stand for what's right or whether we're going to roll over and just let this kind of thing keep happening. I can tell you one thing for certain is that if you roll over, if you don't take a stand, they will come for your child and they will come for you. This is, uh, they're, they're not playing games. This is not hyperbole. They are intent on destroying the family and destroying the Christians, uh, destroying the church. They are serving their master, uh, Satan. And as believers, we cannot abide by that. You know, when we decided in 2017 to start Fearless Features, we knew that it would be uh, a controversial thing for some of the business relationships that we had. And we have seen that happen to a lot of people. Um, and it has made things increasingly awkward um, and in some cases just not possible anymore to continue doing certain types of work that we had done before. That's the kind of thing that happens when you dedicate your life and your work to the Lord. And so that's where we are. Are you ready to do the same thing? Um, Fearless Features is 100% donor supported. We do not take, um, we don't, we don't have big, you know, corporate grants and, you know, some secret stash of money that we made somewhere else. We just don't. Totally grassroots. It's completely grassroots. And this film, The Mind Polluters, uh, has been 100%, 100% grassroots supported by people just like you. And it's, it's the vast majority is just regular people, small donations, mm -hmm. um, people that have a heart for understanding what we're standing for and what we're trying to do. And if you, uh, have it on your heart to support us and, and what we're doing, we really need your help. We are standing right now at the Red Sea mm -hmm. and we have got to get this film done. Now we've committed to getting it done, whatever it takes. And that's why we are asking for your support to help us get the rest of this film done. Um, we're, we're almost there. The Lord is moving in some incredible ways, but we have to ask you to consider getting involved financially how you can. Yeah. Cause we're doing our part and we know that we are all one body and many parts as we read in scripture in first Corinthians. And so we just ask for your prayerful consideration and partnership in this journey, we can make such an impact together. 
You can visit fearlessfeatures.org to learn more about the mind polluters and also share your support in helping us complete this film. Thank you so much for listening today. That's all the time we have. We will talk to you again on Tuesday of next week. Have a wonderfully blessed day.